we've had the opportunity to meet and work with a lot of wonderful people. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. It was all started by a match. Oh boy, here we go! Are you kidding me? Out of the gates, this is not happening! By the way, what title would you like? Mary Poppins, practically perfect in every way. I ain't like a pig! Pumba, you are a pig. Oh. I almost forgot. That's why they call me Thumper. You're listening to the Magic on a Dollar podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Magic on a Dollar podcast. My name is David Dollar. Thank you so much for joining us once again. I think this is episode, what, 59 or something like that? Uh, it is It is not summertime yet. Of course, June 20th is summer officially, but it feels like it. So today's episode, a little bit later on, I'm going to give you some tips on how to beat the heat. At Walt Disney World, I'm going to give five or six tips, some things to think about, some stuff you probably already know, but also some stuff that maybe you hadn't thought about. But uh, we'll talk about some of that coming up later on in the show. Got some great news coming up as well. We'll talk a little bit about Disneyland and soaring over California, a brand new ticket at Walt Disney World, uh, some Animal Kingdom Christmas stuff, and a big announcement, a massive announcement from Casey's Corner there in the Magic Kingdom. And we'll even have a little talk about the food over at Galaxy's Edge. My name is David Dollar, as I said, and I am your host for the Magic on a Dollar podcast, brought to you by Magic on a Dollar uh, Travel Planning. And I am your I'm your favorite travel planner out there. Uh, I'm sure you might have another favorite but I'd like to be your favorite, so whatever I can do to do that. MagicOnADollar at gmail.com or visit MagicOnADollar.com for all the information you might need to help me help you plan your trip. Hey, let's build your memories. So there you go. Let's kick this show off and let's get some news going, shall we? Well, howdy, folks. Let's gather around. Here's some Disney news from around these parts and around the world. All right, so this is a this is a this is a pretty big piece of news, and it's kind of it brings me optimism. I love when news brings me optimism. Disneyland Resort is bringing back the original version of Soarin' Over California for a limited run sometime in June, June the first through the thirtieth. You'll be able to go and actually see the original Soarin' Over California, rather than soaring all over the world, rather than soaring over Bangladesh and uh, the Taj Mahal and the Great Wall of China and the elephants in Africa. You know, you'll be soaring over Napa Valley and over San Diego and over the cliffs and over the mountains and whatever in California. And it's the best. I love the original Soarin' Over California. I do like soaring around the world. I do. I enjoy it. I don't like the way it's done, where it's kind of a bendy Eiffel Tower, and the way, it, depending where you're sitting, everything looks kind of bent. But uh, that's coming back to Soarin' Over California, uh, and over in Disney California Adventure. And I'm really, really excited about this because now I'm not going to get to see it because I won't be there. But I'm hoping, hoping, hoping they'll do this for Disney World as well. I will be at Disney World in September, and I'm just thinking maybe they'll do that in Epcot for uh, when Galaxy's Edge opens in, in Magic Kingdom at the end of August. Maybe they'll do that for the month of September. That would be wonderful because I do miss Soarin' Over California. I really do. I really love that show. Brand new ticket for Walt Disney World. They have just released this now. It's a six-park ticket. It's called the Summer One World Ticket. It's offering all guests a chance to purchase a ticket that will give you a single-day admission to four theme parks and two water parks. Basically, 74 bucks per admission, around 444 plus tax per person. Uh, you can buy these tickets actually June 4th through August 23rd. You can actually use them June 4th through August 28th. Now, it allows you to basically go to each park one day. Now, there is some news here that I'm seeing that you possibly can go to two parks in one day as if, because the way it normally works, if you buy a base ticket for, let's say, for four days, 
you can't go to two parks in one day. If you're only going to be in town for the weekend, you're like, hey, instead of buying a park hopper, I will buy a four-day base ticket, and I'll just go to Magic Kingdom and Epcot on one day, Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom on the other. No, no, no. Your regular ticket will only allow you to go to one park per day. You try to go to Epcot, after going to Magic Kingdom, it's going to tell you, eh, you're out. This ticket, however, I believe that you can use two admissions in one day. So you can go to Magic Kingdom and then go to Epcot. I think I'm going to have to verify that, though. So if you buy the ticket based on that, you're going to want to double-check that just in case. But if you go to Magic Kingdom in the morning and you go to Typhoon Lagoon in the afternoon because you, you, you basically can't go back to Magic Kingdom. So once you visit... You're done. Once you leave that park, you're done. That's kind of how the ticket works. It's four forty-four per person. And, of course, yes, I can buy your tickets for you. I'd be happy to help you get your tickets. All right, it's hot outside. It's May. It's almost June now. It's summertime is approaching. So what better time to talk about Christmas? Love Christmas at Disney World. Of course, every year Magic Kingdom is decked out on Main Street with the great decor and the wreath and the Christmas party and the snow on Main Street and such. Other parks as well. You know, you have the big, massive Christmas trees all over the parks, including Epcot right there in the middle. And, you know, you've got all the World Showcase and stuff and Hollywood Studios does the Christmas stuff. And they do the, the Toy Story stuff on the on the uh, uh, the Tower of Terror. Animal Kingdom tends to be the one that suffers a little bit because it doesn't have a whole lot of Christmas decor, but fear no more because there is Christmas time coming to Animal Kingdom. It's really, really cool, actually. Let me run through this real quick, and I'm I'm going to be reading this off the mouseforlest.com, which is a great little website. Uh, my online friend, and I like to say we're friends even though we haven't quite met yet, Mike Raman, who is the host of the Be Our Guest podcast. Mouse for Less is kind of one of his groups. He, he works with Mouse for Less. Um, you know, he does a podcast called the Be Our Guest podcast, which is a great podcast, by the way. It's a lot, very informative. They do a lot of stuff, and kind of where I hope this podcast will be in the next several years. They do a, they do a lot of stuff and they're very popular. Anyway, website mouseforless.com. They have an article here about the Animal Kingdom holiday holiday festivities. Let me just talk a little bit about this decorations and entertainment sprinkled all over Animal Kingdom for the 2019 holiday season. Over in Asia, you'll get a holiday touch with the inclusion of Diwali, which is a holiday festival of lights in India. You'll also have uh, something going the the Up show, uh, the Up Great Bird Adventure show. You'll have glowing flowers and lanterns, and, and you'll have all that there around the square. Over in Africa, in Harambe, you'll have a holiday presentation with the inspiration and style of Western traditions mixed with the textiles of authentic African celebrations. You'll have performers introducing holiday-inspired enhancements and finally, Mickey and his pals will be at Tusker House doing their holiday stuff. Over in Discovery Island, the first thing you get to see when you walk in is sparkling white holiday decorations, colorful animal-inspired luminaries lining the area rooftops, as well as wireframe lanterns in the shape of beautiful birds. In the day, Discovery Island will have a holiday gathering of winter animals, realized in the form of life-size artisan-sculpted puppets, which should be fun, maybe creepy, but fun. And once the day turns to night, the rooftop luminaries and bird lanterns all around Discovery Island will light up and glow. In addition, the Tree of Life Awakening will include a series of wintry tales projected onto the Tree of Life. Over in Dinoland, USA, guests will get into the spirit with colorful holiday decorations in the style of Donald Duck and his buddies all around Donald's Dino Bash, and you'll see the holiday hoopla dance party at night with Chip and Dale. There'll be character meet and greets with Mickey and Minnie and their holiday sweaters. You'll also see Santa Goofy over in Dinoland, and of course... Over in Pandora, we mustn't forget the alien world. We will be bringing a little Christmas time fun to that alien home as well. Pongo Pongo, which is the restaurant there. Um, it's going to have kitschy holiday decor. The decor will combine vintage pieces from Earth with items handcrafted from materials indigenous to Pandora. So I'm really excited about this. I think this is really good. Long overdue. They used to have something called the Jingle Jungle Parade. 
how Animal Kingdom actually used to have a parade. I don't know if you knew this or not, but they actually had a parade, like the Jungle Jammin' Parade or the Jammin' Jungle Parade or something to that effect. And around Christmas time, they called it the Jingle Jungle Parade. And they, you know, everything was decked out with uh, tinsel and garland and bows and wreaths and Santa Claus was there and everybody was wearing holiday outfits. And it was really cool. And all of that went away. The Jammin' Jingle Jungle Parade and the Jingle Jungle Parade all went away sometime around 2012, 2013-ish, something like that. I can't remember actually when I saw it. Maybe, maybe earlier than that. Went away. So they haven't had anything like that in a while, and I'm really excited about this, um, about bringing this stuff to Animal Kingdom over Christmas time. So this really should be pretty cool. Looking forward to going to see that. Now, I mentioned that uh, Casey's Corner in Magic Kingdom has a big announcement, which I'm really excited about. Uh, for those of you who, who are like me and love corn dogs, you'll be happy to know the corn dog nuggets are back. Apparently, now, by the way, I didn't know they had gone anywhere, so this is news to me, and I guess I'm happy that I didn't discover they had gone anywhere because I would have been crestfallen and melancholy. Um, apparently, there was a, a chicken corn dog nugget that had come to Casey's Corner, and I don't know who thought of that, but that, that person should be fired because that's disgusting. But anyway, the 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 corn dog nuggets are coming back. Um, the corn dog nuggets at Casey's Corner have returned to their colorful, flavorful selves and now are back to be served up with fries and overpriced uh, cost uh, with a good old-fashioned Coke that you can't refill, but you know what? They're delicious, and I love them, and I'm real excited because apparently the chicken nuggets, the chicken corn dog nuggets were were pretty negative. You got a lot of negative feedback, so they're going to be around. I'm excited about this. I, I, I love Casey's Corner. I love the corn dog nuggets. You get a little, little cup of them, and I'm all into it. I can dig this. And, of course, I want to throw in some Harry Potter news, because I am a Harry Potter fan. I'm a Gryffindor, by the way, just so you know. Uh, the new ride coming, the Harry Potter, uh, over in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, it's uh, called Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure, but moving forward, we're just going to call it Hagrid's Ride. Opening, of course, at Universal Orlando on June 13th, it's called the Story Coaster. It's going to take guests into the one of the most mysterious places in all of the Wizarding World, which is the Forbidden Forest. Seven total launches has the most of any roller coaster in the world, which is awesome, by the way. It's the first U.S. coaster to feature a free-fall vertical drop, which is around 17 feet. Guests will be catapulted 65 feet in the air at a more than 70-degree angle and then immediately drop backwards in one single movement. It's going to be the longest roller coaster in Florida, measuring around 5,000 feet, just almost a mile, basically. Uh, there are new photos that are going to be out as well. Aboard Magical Motorbikes, guests will actually feel the freedom of flight as they journey to the edge of the forest, regardless of whether it's on a motorcycle or in the adjacent sidecar. You get to sit on the bike or on a sidecar. You'll go above the trees. You'll accelerate through mysterious ruins, speed forward and backwards, and so much more as you search for the Wizarding World's rarest magical creatures. And that's from the press release uh, that the Universal put out. So that is going to be exciting opening June 13th. And yes, I do Universal, just so you know. And of course... On today's recording, uh, just a few days from now, actually, you're going to be getting Star Wars Galaxy's Edge over at Disneyland. Later on tonight, they're going to be doing some sort of big like opening ceremony, press release kind of thing, some sort of presentation. I Hopefully, we'll have some of that for you next week. I'm going to try to jip that and try to get some of that recorded and listen to it. Maybe bring that to you next week if you don't get a chance to listen to all of it. I'll kind of have a little bits and pieces of it there. But one of the things we've been talking about, of course, last week, we talked about how to get around Galaxy's Edge. And, you know, we also need to talk about the food and all the food offerings that will be there and what better way way to bring you the food than one of the people who has been all about it. How about Disney Ambassador Justin Rapp? You'll find a video on the DisneyParksBlog.com. Go there. You'll be able to see DisneyParks.Disney.Go.com. Just Google Disney Park Blogs and you'll find it. Anyway, there's a little video there, but I'm going to give you a, a minute or two of this video to kind of tell you a little bit about what's going on about the food at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and Disneyland Resort. Justin, take it away. 
A visit to a galaxy far, far away is complete without tasting some of the local delicacies. Whether you are in the mood for blue or green milk from the milk stand or savory grilled meat from Ronto Roasters, you have an endless selection of items that are the favorites of bounty hunters, rogues, and smugglers. One place you'll want to visit is Oga's Cantina. Well, it's a quaint little spot with a variety of exotic concoctions for travelers of all ages. Adults and kids alike can enjoy a refreshing Jabba Juice or the Carbon Freeze. Well, imagine sipping one of those while you rest up from your adventures. And who's there to entertain you? Well, DJ R3X, of course. Now, for all you adults out there, keep in mind, all intergalactic beverages made with alcohol must be enjoyed inside the cantina. You won't be allowed to venture out into the land glass in hand. I mean, Oga's got her rules, so I don't make a scene. And her place tends to attract some pretty interesting characters. Oga's Cantina is just one of the local spots. So, here's a tip. Don't miss the milk stand, Ronto Roasters, and Docking Bay 7 Food and Cargo. You can use mobile order to pre-order from the menu once you are inside Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Oh, hey, you can even order a snack while you're queuing up to fly the Millennium Falcon, and then after you land, just walk over and pick it up. Nice. Oh, just imagine cooling yourself off with a big glass of moof juice. Well, it makes me thirsty. I do apologize for that audio uh, sound. If it sounded a little tinny or a little hollow, I hope you got to hear all of that. It was recorded off of a video, off of a video on my laptop. So I give you what I can get to you. That's all I got to say. So uh, anyway, I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. So there you go. This little wrap up here of the, of the food at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and the drinks, of course, at Disneyland Resort. And as I've said many times, and I keep wanting to remind you, pay attention to what's happening at Galaxy's Edge and Disneyland because what happens there will be an indication of what's going to happen at Walt Disney World. They're going to really kind of make some adjustments. What, Trust me, what works at Disneyland, they're going to bring to Walt Disney World if they can. What doesn't work, they're not going to do at Disney World. At least I'd like to think they will take that attitude of it. We'll see what happens. But uh, Disneyland, of course, opens up on the 31st of Mar- uh, May in a few days. Disney World opens up on August 29th at Fort Galaxy's Edge for Batu, Black Spire's Outpost. I'm looking forward to it, guys. I just I can't tell you how excited I am about all of that. But as it stands right now, it is not quite summer. It is May, and we've got about two and a half to three weeks before summer officially kicks in, but it's hot outside. So I wanted to kind of give you a few tips, six tips here of beating the heat, because when you go to Disney World, it's hot. Trust me, it is really, really hot down there. It's Florida. And sometimes it, it uh, rains in the middle of the day, and when it does rain in the middle of the day, it rains and it's sticky. It might rain for five minutes. It might monsoon for five minutes. And you think, oh, the rain's coming. It's going to cool everything off. No, it rains just enough to make the steam come lifting off the sidewalks, and it's just hot and hot and hot. So, number one, six tips here for you to, to think about. Number one, know your limits. First and foremost, before you go into it, know your limits. Both parents and children know your limits. What can you handle? If you get overheated, if you're in the sun too much, know when you get overheated. And I know it's tempting to push yourself. It is tempting to go forward and keep moving forward because you know what? We paid a lot of money for this trip and I feel kind of lightheaded, but we got, you know, another five minutes. We'll be in the, in the, the canopy of the ride. We'll be in the queue. Don't do that. Do not do that. The heat is too harsh down there in Florida, in central Florida in the summertime to push yourself like that. If you feel lightheaded, sit down, get something to drink or whatever, find some shade. There is shade all over the parks. You just got to find it. Sometimes you have to look around for it more than once. Find one. If you feel really lightheaded, you don't know if you can go very far, ask a cast member for help. Say, hey, I got some, you know, we're feeling lightheaded here. Can you help us out a little bit? Don't be afraid to ask. Know your limits. Know your children's limits. Make sure they're hydrated. Make sure they're drinking plenty of water. Uh, That goes on to number two. 
Make sure that everybody is plenty hydrated. Not just with, I mean, not just with Powerade and Cokes and things like that, but also with water. Water is the most important thing. And did you know, and a lot of people knew this, but a lot of people don't actually, did you know that you can get free water from any kiosk? Walk up to any kiosk, any food stand and say, hey, can I get a cup of water? And they will give you a cup of water. Now, it might not be the best water. Sometimes it is Florida tap water, and Florida tap water is not all that, all, not all that great. But in times of trouble, when you're feeling bad, when you're feeling hot, when you just need something, it works, trust me. And you can go back three or four times if you need to. Find a water fountain or something like that. Cokes are great. Ice cold, crisp, crisp Coke on your hand. You know, you open it up and you chuck that bottle back and feel so it just tastes right. Sprite is awesome. You know, maybe you're a, a cherry coke. A few places have cherry cokes, things like that. Those are great. Power aids. They're real, they're real sweet, you know. They got the just about just the right amount of sweetness, but not too over overpowering, whatever. Water is key. I know even if you don't like water that much, water is key. So know your limits. And stay hydrated. Those are two big things right there. Number three, your clothes. Okay, let's go to that saying that you're not going to go to the parks in, in long jeans and long sleeve t-shirts and goose down parkas with a hoodie on. You don't want to do that because you're going to die. It's just too much. But I know it's tempting when you buy those cool clothes there at the parks because they sell clothes all year round for all seasons. You can buy wintertime stuff in the summer. You can buy summertime stuff in the winter. So know what you're wearing when you go into your day, Okay. Because you don't need, no matter how cute it is, no matter how cute that, that Tiki Bird shirt is, that Small World shirt is, that Monsters, Inc. spirit jersey that's really long sleeve, got the cute stripes on the side, it's bright blue, and on the back it says Monsters University. It looks so cool. Maybe it says Disney World somewhere on there. Let me just tell you something, Karen. You look cute in it, but you're going to die if you wear that all day because it's too hot. Find some good clothes. Find some light clothes, light t-shirts, light tank tops, things like that. Obviously, be modest. Don't go anything you're not comfortable in. Please don't think that I'm telling you to dress down to where you're in, into nothing. Also, you want to respect the other people around. Wear something comfortable, but something appropriate as well, because you do have children in the area. Speaking to you, gentlemen, just so you know, uh, don't pull a Borat. Wear some good clothes. Wear good clothes. Wear extra. I would bring extra socks. I always bring extra socks into the box. Wear comfortable shoes. Your clothing is so vital don't show up with high heels. Don't show up with jelly shoes or whatever. Did I say jelly shoes from like 1985? Don't show up with those. Don't show up with shoes that are going to rub your feet. You're going to walk a lot. You're going to walk a heck of a lot. Uh, in preparation for the parkeology challenge that my friend Joey and I did uh, several weeks ago, I actually bought shoes a month and a half ahead of time, started breaking them in because I knew we would walk a lot, 17 miles is what we ended up walking. Had I worn my Merrells, which, by the way, I love my Merrells. They're slip-on, slip-off. I've gone, I'm probably on my sixth or seventh pair now. I wear them for about a year and a half. They wear out. I go back to the, I get a new pair because I love them. I can't do those in the parks all day because they, they kill my feet. They're just not supportive enough for that kind of walking. Make sure you get the right shoes. And if you're not sure about it, then find yourself a pair of shoes, put them on, go walking for a day. You know, spend several days in it, in those shoes, just walking around, see how your feet feel, because it's really, really important to have good shoes. Wear light clothes, no matter how cute it is. Don't go too crazy with the thick, nice clothes. Wear something comfortable. You can sweat in because you're going to sweat. Bring good shoes. Those are number three things. Number four, the water rides. Okay, so this is, comes with a caveat here because the water rides feel really good. They really, really do. They, they do. You know, the water rides in terms of Splash Mountain, you know, where you get you, you can get wet and everything. Kali River Rapids over in Animal Kingdom. Those are two rides that are off the top right there. Uh, you get a little bit of pirates. You know, you go in there, you get a little water splash on it. It feels good. Here's the thing. Some people are like me. Maybe not a lot of people, but some people, I don't like to be wet. I don't care how hot it is outside. I don't like walking around wet. Listen closely. 
because I chafe and I don't like chafing. Chafing is an ugly word. Chafing it unless it says unless you're using the word for chafing dish, which is under like a pot of like roast beef or something for Thanksgiving and a buffet. You don't want to chafe. That's bad. So I don't like walking around wet. A lot of people do though, so it's a good idea to maybe find yourself some water rides. Go down Splash Mountain, go on Color River Rapids, get splashed, get 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 you know really really soaked to the bone if you like. Maybe feel better. Another idea in terms of water is just spend the afternoon at the um, at the resort. Plan a day, plan in the middle of the day, go back to the resort, spend the afternoon swimming, hanging out at the pool, hanging out in your room, that kind of thing, where it's air conditioned. And you can go slower, you can walk slower, take your time with things. Whenever I plan, whenever I plan a longer vacation for a family, especially anything five or six, seven days, and I've done many, you know, I've done many seven, eight, and nine day trips. I always encourage the family to have a day right in the middle where they don't go to a park, or if they go to a park, they go to a park late. Your tickets, by the time you get to five and six days, it doesn't cost very much to add on for the extra day. So you don't feel like you've really wasted much of your, you don't feel like you've wasted your money if you only go for a half day or even a third of a day. I encourage the families to take that day, go swimming, hang out by the pool, hang out at the food court, hang out and do activities at the resort. Just relax. It's hot outside. You just want to take the time to relax. And of course, you can go to the water parks as well. Now, I do love the water parks. Now, when I said I don't like walking around soaked, I like walking around the water parks. I don't mind because I have a chance to go change clothes. I just don't like being dunked at Collie River Rapids. Then I have to walk around as I dry off. My clothes are just icky. It just feels bad. It rains outside. So, you know, consider doing some water rides. Number five, do the indoor rides in the afternoon. Now, this is cool, too, because when you're doing your fast passes and stuff, the, you, know, you want to get Flight of Passage. You want to get Slinky Dog Dash. You want to get Rock and Roller Coaster, things like that. And those are cool. Get those fast passes. I'm of the belief you do your fast passes early, so that way you have a chance to do more fast passes as the day goes on. You know, get knock them all out by 1130, 12, 1230. That way you can get your fourth fast pass by 1, get your fifth fast pass by 2 or 233, get your you know sixth fast pass, whatever time is available, by 6, something, something like that. Just get fast passes as you go along. Stack them up. In doing that, doing the big rides early, it gives you a chance to do some of the smaller rides in the afternoon, which means you can go to Pirates in the middle of the afternoon, which means you can go to Peter Pan in the middle of the afternoon, Mickey's Philharmagic, uh, what about Carousel of Progress, the Hall of Presidents, uh, Country Bear Jamboree, these are all attractions, and I'm calling out attractions in the Magic Kingdom off the top of my head, these are all attractions that are indoor. Plan to do those in the middle of the afternoon because it's just hot outside. You don't want to be standing outside in a queue waiting to get into a ride, you know, for a 45-minute, 50-minute wait when you're just pouring sweat. Uh, go to Flight of Passage at 2 o'clock in the afternoon when it's a two-hour wait. You're going to be waiting outside some, and that bridge is hot. It is real hot. It's really, really hot. So just be aware of that. So maybe as you plan your day, and as I work with you to plan your day, because of course I'm your favorite Disney travel planner, as I work with, you, work with you to plan your day, perhaps you and I can work together and get those indoor rides in the afternoon so you can do stuff. Do It's a bug's life in the afternoon. Go see the Finding Nemo show, the Frozen show. There's a lot of things you can do indoors, and you can spend some time indoors, where you're not just in the indoors for like three minutes and you're back out. We actually can see a show or do something inside to kind of beat some of that heat. And finally... This actually goes back to number one, where I said know your limits. Finally, at number six, take a break. Do not be afraid to take a break. So many families I know, they're only down there for three or four days, and every moment has to be spent in the park, because otherwise we're wasting our money. But if you if you make yourself sick, if you overheat yourself, if you dehydrate yourself, you're going to ruin your vacation. Take two hours in the afternoon, take a break. And maybe going back to the resort is not an option. And that's for our family. We don't like going back to our resorts. It's just because you, you get to, we take the buses. So you take the bus back to the resort. By the time you get there, you get settled, you get napped, you get ready, you wake up, you come back. to the bus. It's three or four hours have gone by. And we feel like that may be time wasted for us. For us. Now, other people don't feel that way, but that's us. But we don't mind taking a break on the Disney World transportation. We don't mind catching the train at Magic Kingdom and taking the train around, loop it three or four or five times. 
Catch that breeze. Just kind of enjoy it, you know. Uh, or maybe Rafiki's Planet Watch over at Animal Kingdom. Catch that train up to Rafiki's. Walk around for a few minutes in the in, in the shaded foliage there. Go indoors. They have the meet and greets, the animals and stuff, and catch the train back. Ride it a couple of times if you want to. Just kind of catch that. Uh, the People Mover and Magic Kingdom is wonderful. It's a great little ride. It's about 10, 15 minutes. The line, even if the line is long, the line moves fast. So you could actually get that done pretty quickly. Get through the line. you know. And honestly... I think I've said this before. I would rather be walking through a line that takes 25 minutes than to stand in a line that takes only 15. Just because I just don't like standing. I want to walk. I want to move. Um, I'm that way with traffic. Earlier today, I took a shortcut, which actually ended up being a long cut. And it took me like 10 extra minutes to get somewhere because I didn't want to sit in traffic. But I was fine with it because I kept moving. I just didn't want to sit there. Uh, so, you know, the people mover line, it always moves pretty fast. Spa- um, uh, Spaceship Earth, actually, is another one just like that. That line moves pretty fast. It's it's more of an attraction rather than transportation, but it's a great place to go indoors. Um, the monorails, especially if you're at Magic Kingdom, catch a monorail. Do the loop three or four or five times. You know, let the kids rest. And the kids usually are pretty fascinated by the monorails. They'll just stick their heads up in the window and just look at the at the passing the passing water and the boats and the you know and and the resorts. Don't hey, get off at the resort. Get off at Polynesian. Go have some uh, Dole Whip ice cream there at uh, the Polynesian. Maybe have some ice cream at the Grand Floridian Cafe. Get off at the Contemporary. You know, and and see some shopping there. Some of my favorite shops are there. Contemporary. Just enjoy yourself. Take a break in the afternoon. Do it for like an hour or two. If you're at Epcot or you're at Hollywood Studios, one of my favorite tips, and a lot of people don't know you can do this, is catch the boat. The boat leaves Epcot. It goes to Yacht and Beach Club, Swan and Dolphin, Boardwalk, Hollywood Studios, and then it comes back. It's about a 25-minute adventure all the way around. So if you wanted to take 30 minutes, you'd have one boat ride. It's comfortable. The boats are usually air-conditioned. When you're on the water, the breeze is blowing. It's just really, really nice. It really is. So don't be afraid to take a break to kind of beat the heat. So six things. Number one, know your limits. Make sure you know your limits, your limits, your family's limits. How much can you do before everything goes bad? Don't push yourself. Okay. Number two, stay hydrated. Don't forget to get that free water. Don't forget to. And if you need to splurge for water, then splurge for water. If you drive to the parks, there's Publix, there's Walmart, there's there's shopping centers and shopping um, uh, grocery stores in the area. Go get a case of water. Bring it back to your room to have water to start your day with. You know, we have a stroller. We've had a stroller for our child, which now he's getting too big for it. But we'll buy two cases of water. We'll throw in three or four bottles of water to sip on all day, even when and the water's hot. It's still good because it's water. So you know, make sure you stay hydrated. Not just Cokes and not just Powerades, not just coffees, but actual water. Make sure you wear good clothing. Make sure you wear nice clothing that is comfortable, that is that's you know that will flow, that you can breathe in, that you can sweat in and not feel too disgusting. And make sure you wear comfortable shoes. Uh, do your indoor rides in the afternoons. Don't just don't just do you know don't knock out Pirates and the uh, um, and Spaceship Earth and uh, the, you know, all the shows and stuff early in the morning. Do those in the afternoon. Do your outdoor stuff in the morning. Do Slinky Dog Dash. Wait in line for Toy Story Mania. Wait in line for some of the other rides in the morning before it gets too blazing hot. And, of course, take a break. And number six, take a break. Do the shuttles. Do the trains. Do the monorails. Do the boats. Do the people mover. Do things that will get you moving a little bit. Get off your feet. Enjoy. Take a nap. It's okay. You can you can take a nap. I have seen a lot of people sleeping on the boats and a lot of people sleeping on the monorails. Take a break because you need that break in the middle of the afternoon. Why? Because it's hot. That's why. So there you go. There are some great ways to beat the heat uh, there at Walt Disney World and Disneyland as well. And I know I primarily talked about Disney World, but Disneyland, a lot of that kind of holds true as well. The hydration, the comfortable clothing, the indoor rides. Um, they don't have as many uh, transportation modes there. They do have a train. They do have a monorail. So those two works for you just fine. But uh, don't be afraid to do some of that stuff as well. So, so that's it. That's the show, folks. And I appreciate you listening and downloading. Hey, tell a friend. 
Go to iTunes, review the show, let people know that you like the show. That's how the show grows. That's the only way the show is really going to grow is if you tell a friend and we have more people downloading, subscribing, and listening. You can find me online, magiconadollar.com. Email me, magiconadollar at gmail.com. 2020 prices are coming out very soon. And so we would love to get you in a 2020 vacation. Uh, get on my list. My list is actually growing. I, I put up something on Facebook the other day about uh, 2020, and a lot of people emailed me and said, hey, I want to be on the list. I want to know when things come out so I can get on that list. I can get my prices and book quickly. Don't be afraid to do that. We'd love to get you in 2020 as well. So thank you so much for joining us. My name is David Dollar, and don't forget to thank a Phoenician. Thanks for listening. Continue the conversation by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Magic on a Dollar, Facebook at Disney on a Dollar, and of course, magiconadollar.com. See you real soon.